0: Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and our first reading for today comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 42-47. through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Our second reading for today comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19-25. through 25. For it is a credit to you if, being aware of God, you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sins we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's look at Acts is a look into the devotion of the early church and what it can teach us today. I think there's a lot in this short section that we read today. We have help in times of struggle. We have vigilant prayer. We have community. We have thankfulness. We have invitation, the breaking of bread, selflessness, and charity are there as well. All in all, this is a pretty packed section. I think the thing that I found most interesting is that this is the description we get of the early church. And the temple is a side statement, almost an afterthought. Because the focus wasn't on where. It was all about the devotion to God, no matter where it took place. I'm going to recount a little of what is going on around me as I was writing this. I did not sit down and write all at once, I let this sink in. As I'm going over this again, I'm watching my youngest two bounce a ball out in the yard. I can see them through my upstairs window while sitting at my desk. I just finished giving the oldest a haircut. He's been working on a lot of work from school. I've been recollecting all the things I know about quadratic formulas and factoring and polynomials. I say recollecting because I used to know it all. All by heart, but haven't really used it as much lately. I've been giving talks about the Civil War, teaching the alphabet, helping with creative writing, coloring, addition, subtraction, and every other topic in between. I've put together the work we will be doing most of this month. Why do I mention all of this? Because I'm doing all of the things I'm doing out of devotion to my family. I'm devoted to making sure that my kids are continuing to get everything they need, especially with everything being so off right now. My devotion pushes me to do the best that I can. And this is what I saw in today's scripture reading. A group of people devoted to God and community, doing everything they could to help each other. In some ways, we might be a little jealous of this community picture, if only for the amount of time they spend together. But we also see that they devoted themselves to prayer, They devoted themselves to worship. They devoted themselves to charity. They broke bread together at home and gave thanks. These are all things we can see and want to emulate. Day by day, they did what they needed to do. Day by day, people saw what they were doing and wanted to be part of it. So I started thinking about what that devotion would have looked like to those outsiders coming in. And it began to be a picture of what it is we need to offer compared to what it is we often think we are offering. Is our devotion to God or is our devotion to the ritual? There is a risk in getting so caught up in the ritual that the meaning is lost. This was seen in the Pharisees who got so caught up in the law, they forgot the reason for the law. I've seen reports of people fighting to get back into worshiping at the church building, forgetting why they are coming to the church in the first place. Yes, we are eager to get back, but why are you eager? Because of the place you want to be? Or is it because this is where you come because you feel closer to God and one another while you are here. If it is that you come here because your devotion draws you, then good. But we stay away for a good cause, for safety, for health. For community, we temporarily spend time apart as a community. If we endure this, then we are better for it. As we hear from Peter today, if you endure when you suffer for doing what is right, you have God's approval. Well, we most certainly have God's approval. Some might scoff at thinking of social distancing as suffering, but not me. We are apart from friends and family. We can't even come together to mourn properly. We may feel isolated and alone. The mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual pains are real. But I can promise you that if we force ourselves to gather together at the church for the sake of being in a building, it will not be the good we want. We entrust ourselves to God and know that God will lead us back together when it is the right time. In the meantime, we can learn From the early church. Turning our attention back to our brothers and sisters in Acts, they devote themselves fully to God. They share all that they have and distribute as each has need. They did not act selfishly, but as a community of faithful, trusting that God would provide for all of them. Is that what people see in the church today? A faithful community that trusts in God's grace and shares in all of God's blessings? I hope so. It is the image I want people to see. The image of people always welcoming a stranger. The image of people eager to help and eager to give. People who devote themselves to the worship of God by doing God's work, by helping one another, by holding each other up in prayer and service. Are we making the calls we can make? Are we checking in on the people we care about? We may be apart, but we can still hold each other in our hearts and make the time to check on each other. Now, some will have more time for this than others. From that, we learn again from the early church. If we remember that they were sharing in things and distributing them as each had a need... We also must remember that we must share our duties in the same spirit of devotion. Some of us will have more time than others. This can happen for a variety of reasons. Work schedules that are heavy for some and light for others. Family responsibilities that are time-consuming for one might not be as much of a problem for others. Some may have time to call, others time to write. Some will use the internet, others the phone. Some will send mail and others will send texts. One person may have time to reach out to 20 people, another only one. This doesn't mean that one is greater than the other. It means that one is helping the other by sharing in our community. Let the one who can speak to 20 be the one who talks to the person who speaks to one and lets them know how the other 19 are doing. And if we all do what we can while helping those who cannot, we become stronger together. There is another benefit of this. Doing all this isn't just chit-chat, but to devote ourselves to being in communion with one another in service to God. Because asking how someone is doing is ministry. And each of us is a minister. The body of Christ can be divided by distance, but it cannot be separated in spirit. We pray for each other. We help each other. We love the way Christ loves us because he died on the cross to show us what loving really is. He was willing to do anything so that we would understand what devotion is. And if I have one hope about all of the distance that we have had to endure, it is that I hope we learn to appreciate each other that much more. That we appreciate the time that we can gather together in person and be that much more devoted to being the church. But I also hope that we appreciate all the ways that we can still find devotion in this time. That we can still study Scripture and meditate on the Word. We can still be in prayer. We can still sing God's praises. We can still give to those in need. We can still help. And when we do those things as part of personal devotion and part of ministry to others, people take notice. They notice, not because they see you going to church. They notice because they see you being the church. And it all comes back to devotion. What did those people on the outside see in the community of believers? They saw people devoting themselves to God, following what Christ taught and living a life that was concerned about taking care of each other. They saw Christians being the church. Followers of Christ following Christ. Worshippers of God honoring God. They saw the things that they wanted to be. But they also saw an open invitation. Not a members only exclusive club, but honest people with genuine faith and loving kindness. So they joined them. They joined because they saw something they wanted in their lives. They didn't come to God because they were convinced by a solid scriptural argument. They saw a life that reflected scripture. A life devoted to doing God's will, seeing how good it can be. They came to God because of God's people. We may not see how to do this with where we are now, but we can. Food banks are still operating and many are seeing more people than ever. People are weary, they are worn, they are tired. Kindness and prayers matter. Hope matters. We keep our hope by staying close to God in our hearts, by doing all the things that we know we need to do. We remain glad because we know that even in the midst of trouble and worry, God is with us. Christ will lead us like a good shepherd and see us through the darkest of valleys. Our strength is that just like the early church, we trust that God will help us to be what we need to be. The body of Christ redeemed by the blood. We act as devoted disciples living out our mission in Christ. It is who we are. And when we do it right, God shines through. In a time when we are often focused on all the things that we cannot do, we should focus on what we can. We can reach out. We can give. We can be devoted to prayer and worship. We can study and meditate. We can share. We can hope. We can have hope. We do it all day by day, serving God. We trust in God. We hope in God. We anchor ourselves to the solid rock that doesn't change. Christ guides us day by day so that we can build a brighter tomorrow. So let us see the good that we can do and let us do it. All that we can, as often as we can. Amen.